a little wider. Prince Ball back for Marshall. The footwork, the footwork. Benji Marshall. Now the speed. The footwork again. Away from Peachy. Passes without looking. Away for Richard. Back to Fitz Henry. That is as good as you will see. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to Supercoach Tragics podcast. I'm your host, Dan, back after a week off. Uh, yeah, I was out working, so but uh, luckily Glenn held the fort quite nicely, and uh, it was a pretty good listen on the next day. It was great. Um, no guests tonight, but we're still blessed with some special guests, uh, special uh, regulars on tonight. So start with you, Glenn. Um, how was your week in round 15? You know what? I don't even remember. Now, <laughs> that was the question you were going to ask, and I'm thinking, look, I went up. <laughs> I ran, yeah, that's why I'm confused. There was no round. You yeah, no, no, I only wanted to do because I actually had a pretty good week that week. I didn't get a chance to break. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I went up to 6K and I got 1,358 or 2,058, I think it was. Yeah. I, you, mate, you got me for a second. Now I'm thinking, I can't even remember the games of football. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the tests and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. Uh, it was good to have a week off, though. Um, I, I had a pretty much a full week off footy. I watched The Origin, and that was about it. I um, wanted to make sure I got fully rested up. I spent like, the whole weekend with the family. thought I'd better meet them for the first time in a couple of weeks. So, um, But I really enjoyed the week off. It was good. And um, back into it starting yesterday, really, after Team List got dropped, I'm back into it, starting to getting pretty pumped, listening to all the pods today. So I'm um, pretty excited about the... the Round 16 game. All right. Uh, also with us tonight, we've got Ross Mann. Ross Mann, welcome back, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good. It's good to uh, be back again. And it was a good weekend of footy. Some good uh, good games, good result with the origin, with New South Wales winning all four games. But um, I was really impressed with the Fiji-Papua New Guinea game. That was that was a great game to watch. So um, there was some good football out there and there's some good talent to come through. So some players to watch the next couple of years for sure. Yeah, I didn't actually watch many of the uh, international games, but I did uh, hear that the new young Panther that signed um, for a few years, yeah. uh, Tavulu, I think his name is, yeah. apparently had a blinder, apparently. And um, when I when I heard he signed, it was a couple of weeks back, I heard he signed with, uh, more uh, signed on with the Panthers. I thought I'd have a look at his uh, his little highlight reel, and it was bloody good to watch. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to having him. But, like, good luck breaking into that team. It's going to be a bit of a challenge, yeah. but... He reminds me of Pappenhausen. He had seven mm-hmm. tackle busts, ran 250 metres and two tries from memory. Yeah. And um, so that's a pretty good outing uh, for a test yeah. game. He's got a very similar build, hasn't he, to Pappenhausen? Very slim. I think he'll yeah. warm into uh, NRL well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the future. It's yeah. like a lot of teams have dynasties and stuff, and it's like our young talent coming through. It's going to make ours go a bit longer. So yeah. uh, hopefully anyway. All right, guys. Uh, let's start with uh, Market Watch. All right, while we're here, so um, I'll, before we go, I'll, start, I'll tell you what I got. I got a twelve thirty eight last week, uh, last round. So pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, uh, moved up a bit. Yeah, top forty thousand. So yeah, go team. Um, good, good to get green arrows, but um, yeah, hopefully, uh, my plans for moving forward should actually help me get some more green arrows. So my plan is still to get uh, top fifteen thousand from where I am. It's a pretty big challenge, but I'm gonna have a crack anyway. So. All right, guys, let's look at, have a look at Market Watch. So, we're going to look at the trade ins first. So, number one trade in, um, no surprises here, guys. I'll go to you, Glenn. Uh, Grant Anderson, um, uh, second game, already played play second game. He's on his third game this week. Better get his price rise. Uh, no brainer here, mate. Yeah, well, look, I imagine most people are buying Anderson because he's a bottom dollar and they want someone that possibly will play 17. 
We've got a few mixed reports. We know that Munster's out. We know that Mandy's slipping to 5'8", which means that Anderson likely stays in the team this round. But there was two sets of mail that came out today that you probably mm. saw. One uh, hinted that uh, Laramia, was it? Is that his yeah, name? Would drop out and Anderson would hold his spot, which makes sense to me based on the way Laramia defends. But then there was another one that actually contradicted that and said that the opposite would happen. But look, I don't mind this trade. I know why people are doing it. They're doing it to bring in cash. And it's a time now where we want to get those big names like Pappenhausen and, you know, anyone else that you're missing. Yeah, and the other thing about um, Aramia as well is that he plays on the side that Meany would normally play on uh, as well. But like, you also got to think as well, Meany is a pretty developed player. He could probably move both sides as well. So that's the thing. So you got to try to watch out there as well. But being the right footer that uh, Meany is, it might be, yeah, it, it, there's a possibility that Grant stays in the team. So. Um, all right, number two, this guy isn't playing the buys, uh, but he's on fire at the moment. Ross, uh, uh, Joyce Tarpany, mate, number two traded in this week. Uh, hard to really talk people out of this one. Oh, no, there's definitely not. I mean, obviously, it's players who aren't concerned about him not playing round 17, but um, yeah, look, he's he, he's one that I could not talk anyone out of buying. He's just been absolutely in beast mode this year, and um. Yeah, he, he, he's one that I'll be looking at getting probably after the next couple of weeks, potentially. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just not for me this week because I need to get numbers for 17. But um, otherwise, if I was playing, playing head-to-head, definitely be getting him for sure if I didn't have him. Yeah, well, I was thinking about bringing him in this week because I've already got uh, 15 players for around 17 already. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty thinking about bringing him in this week. But... um. Yeah, I just I don't know how I can trade him out, trade out for him to get there because he's a bit more expensive than the trades I'm actually making this week. But I really want him in his team. He's doing, he's looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, he got less minutes in his last game than he has all season. He managed to go crazy and get more, uh, more than a point a minute in just base alone, uh, which is just crazy. He's on fire. Uh, all right, Glenn, number three on the list, mate. Uh, Cam Murray, another guy not playing the buy round, but uh, another. Do you reckon? Do you agree with this one? I do and I don't. If you're a head-to-head player, for sure. And look, if you if your Murray's in your long-term plans, then he's at his cheapest that he'll probably be at, and he'll start to rise again. He's been averaging seventy-three point three, which isn't a bad, you know, shout for a side that's struggling. The Bunnies, the Bunnies have got some hard matchups, and I don't see them winning a lot of games, which actually fares good for Murray. I mm. mean, a lot more defending in the middle, and that he'll be on the field probably more because I'll need him. So yeah. look, I don't hate it. If I was an overall player, I, I wouldn't be doing it. If you're a head-to-head player, for sure. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Murray is probably the, the end goal you want to get after the round. Um, but if you're not worried about that buy, then the sooner you get him, you more points start racking up. So I agree. Uh, number four, it might be a bit of a congestion, but it's a bit of a big balls move to get him in early. But Ryan Papenhausen, Ross, would you be bringing Puppy in this week if you had the money? Hard one, mm. hard one. I, I, you know, like. Obviously, if he starts, you know, does he play the 80 minutes? This is the thing that we're not going to know either. The, he may start, but it doesn't mean he's going to play the full 80 minutes. They're going to have Nikarim on the bench and they may opt only play him for 40 minutes. For me, it's a bit of a risk, but at the same time, we know what he's capable of and I can understand why people are going to get their head start on it and potentially throw the VC on him because we know what he can do and he could easily get his break even of 145 this week. Mm. So... Yeah. um. Yeah, it's a bit of a ballsy move for me. I mean, potentially he's from way to week and bring him in next week and he's going to plumb a lot of cash, but 
cash versus points, I guess, isn't it? So that's it. It's, it's like it's a, a bit risky. Yeah, it's it's risky, but like it's one of those things where if you if you jump on and he fails, you're an idiot. But if he mm. if he goes nuts, you're a genius. It's exactly. like one of those, it, and you can't judge anyone for that, Glenn. Um, so a couple of things I wanted to address. So one was I was watching an RL three hundred and sixty night, and um, they interviewed Bellamy, and he he gave a bit of a hint that uh, he wouldn't play eighty minutes, that he was going to sort of ease him back in. So I I would just give caution. He's got one hundred and forty eight break even. And he's priced at 929k. That's pretty big money for a player not playing 80. On the flip side of that, he's average. He's averaging 96.2, which is higher than any other, you know, fullback in the game. And he and he's averaged more points than any other player in the history of the game at the start of the season. So I, I can understand why people are doing it, but I, I would just give people caution that he might not even start. There's even an op- a chance that he could start from the bench or that he'll be pulled. Mm. Yeah, definitely uh, comes a lot of risk. And there's a lot of people out there as well. Um, I've heard a lot of people out there have actually held him the whole time, which is, um, it's crazy. But like, I, I can understand why they've done that. It's it's, it's crazy, but he, I, I'd have to get him back in. And I'm struggling to figure out how to do it. I'm going to have to really start, I'm starting to bank cash now, but I'm going to make several trades just to get this guy back in. So the ones that held on to him, if you had him, would you be playing him this week? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if you own him, you may as well. You, you, that's the benefit. If you if you're having this week, you're going to play him versus Manly because mm-hmm. of what he can do. You even saw what he done in minimal time last time he was playing um, half games with Hines. That my, one of the other questions I have over him is, um, does he kick? Meany's been kicking mm-hmm. so well that there's even a slight chance that Pappenhausen doesn't kick. And you're definitely playing the money you're paying for Pappenhausen is for him to goal kick as well. So I, I just think I, I've got the money put aside for him. And I can get in this round, but I'm actually going to get in round 17. I just want to take one week to have a look, hopefully lose a little bit of coin. And also uh, answer a few questions for you as well, whether how he plays, for example, and also whether he gets put in that origin side, which is unlikely, but it's a possibility still because he is quality. Oh, so, um, All right, we'll move on to the number five most traded in player. I'll go to you, Glenn. Um, Brian Toto, not playing um, the buy round, but he's probably as cheap as he's going to be now. I think he's on the way up. Would you be bringing him in? Isn't Brown the next on the list? No, mate. I got Brian Toto number five. I took the picture. Today. I took the picture about half an hour before. Okay, right. I right, you are. Yeah, look, Taho. I mean, he. I really wished I had jumped on last round mm. when he was, you know, much cheaper at price. Taho is a keeper, so I, yeah. I would not talk anyone out of buying keepers. If you're buying anyone now that's not playing seventeen, make sure they're a high ceiling or a keeper. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And um, yeah, he's starting to like. I think he's at, he's basing about forty at the moment, and you know what he's going to get with bus, tackle bus as well. He's going to be his, his floor is going to be about fifty, which is going to be great. So yeah. All right, and then we'll move on to Ross uh, number six, mate, Dylan Brown. Um, I'm loving this guy right now, and I'm thinking about bringing him in myself. What would you be doing? Oh, yeah, it's a it's a no brainer trade for me. I mean, I'm contemplating bringing him in this week. It's I'm tossing up between going going him or um or Jerome Hughes. Um, I know that Brown's probably got the easier draw of the two, but I like Hughes. He's a bit more of a pod as well for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, still deciding on that. But um, look, obviously a lot of people are pretty sure most popular trade this week is probably going to be Munster to um to Dylan Brown will be definitely one of the top trades, especially given now that Munster's been ruled out this week as well. So um. Potentially, he could be missing for three weeks. So, is he a trade? That's the question. Yeah, well, um, I'll tell you right now that the 10th most popular trade is, yeah, Brown in, Munster out. Yeah. 
So, um, and that's because there's a lot of people bringing in Anderson. So that's probably the only reason there. But the other uh, thing is, what I just want to say with you, with Munster as well, is you're going to want him for the home run home. So if you're yeah. trading him out, then you're going to get him back in. It's two trades. Yeah, that's. And exactly. I know the problem is a lot of people haven't got a lot of trades at the moment, and mm. a lot of teams are going to be wanting to get you know Harry Grant back in, Ryan Pappenhausen back in, Teddy back in, mm-hmm. all these players that they're going to want to get back in that. Uh, if you've got a backup five eighth, I'd just be putting Munster on the bench. I wouldn't be selling him. Yeah, I have Munster Brown, and I'm in that conundrum myself. I, I'm tempted to go Munster to Moses, but I am also in a position to hold. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like if I hold Munster, um, I the worst case thing I have to, I have to play Arrow as my fourth reserve. So that's not a really bad option. In saying that. I am um, thinking of next week because I think Brown's break even is like 88 as well. So even if he does, he's more capable of getting that, obviously. But if he does get, break it, it's not going to be a much bigger price rise next week. So my theory was Munster to Brown next week and then bring Cody Walker out after around 19 when after all the restings and origins all over and then bring Munster back in. <laughs> and I, I do have 14 trades left oh, yeah. after, after this week. So um, I've already made two trades this week, and I've still got fourteen left. So oh, I, plenty then. yeah, so I'm pretty, I'm sitting pretty good here. So that's why um, I had that luxury of doing these kind of trades, and I'll, I will be definitely doing that. I think I'll be pulling the trigger on that one next week. All right, Glenn, moving on to you, mate. So number seven, most traded in, mate, Nathan Cleary. Um, surprised he's so highly traded in. I thought he was already owned by everyone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you didn't own Cleary now, then what are you doing playing super coach? You know, like it, Cleary's just one. The, the gap between Cleary and the next halfback is daylight. So, mm. I mean, if you don't own him, obviously get him. I mean, having said that, I mean, uh, it have to be overall play, uh, head-to-head players again. I can't imagine any overall players are doing that now. I mean, if you went without him now, why not wait until uh, round 19? Because it's a good chance he misses round 18 and yeah. gets rested after the uh, origin anyway. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Uh, in saying that, I still... I, I don't think he gets rested after uh, 18. Uh, after 17, sorry. I think, he, I think he played 18. I think it's because... like He played that game after first origin because I think he wants those points. Yeah. Dalian points, which is fine. And it's good for the Panthers too to have him there. So... But like you, you've noticed, the Panthers are more than capable of playing and winning without him. Yeah. Uh, with in the past, it's been a different story. So, all right, Ross, number eight on the list, mate, Damian Cook. Um, I, I bit confused. I think it's a weird time to jump on Damian Cook, but I'm um, number eight traded in this week, mate. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's another strange one. I mean, there's a lot of players on this on this list so far that are that are not playing around seventeen. So it's a bit strange to see this one there as well. But um. Look, I can get why people are doing it, but for me, um, overall, I mean, over head-to-head plays, yes, overall, not not until after the buy period's finished, once mm. Origin's over, then I'll be looking to bring him back in. He's yeah. one that I'll, he's one that I'm looking at. Um, him, I'm I'm hoping to have him and Harry Grant and my hookers to finish off the year. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just tell you right now. I tell a bit of a count. Seven out of the top ten traded in players aren't playing round thirteen. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm going to get a pretty high score in comparison to everybody else with my fifteen this week. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Move on to uh, you, Glenn. Uh, Harry Grant, number nine, mate. Another um, hooker. Um, obviously, he's a the, the LE hooker. But would you be bringing him in this week? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I own Cook already and I'm happy to run with Cook until after the origin and then I will bring Grant back in. It was always my plan was to bring Grant back. I had Cook Grant. 
But yeah. um, again, I mean, like, as you point out, seven of those trades are not playing round 17, which says to me one of two things. One is that overall players aren't going too hard on 10 either. And yeah. that, um, and the head-to-head players uh, are just building their sides for what they want now. Maybe even overall players are just thinking, well, you know what? I'm, I haven't got many trades left. Let's just get in who I need. Mm. Well, well to be honest, said, you, you, go, you go right. I was just going to say, if you're in Dan's position, who's already got 15 for round 17, then bringing some of these players in who are going to be keepers for the run home is probably not a bad idea, especially if you've got a lot of trades left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at it now. Like, if you look at, like, so if you take out Grant Anderson and you take out the last one, number 10, Suwali, all these guys are keepers. So it makes sense. Um, in saying that, I'll go to you now, Ross. Suwali, 10th most traded in player this week. I know he's looking good, but would you be jumping on? Like, a lot of people, a lot of these people actually sold him. Is this a G up or what? I saw that <laughs> earlier. I'm just like, what the fuck are people trading him in? At least he slipped from eight. I think he was eight the other day to 10. But well, I wonder. I, I have no, I have, this is, does not make any sense to me at all, especially <laughs> given that they're playing the Panthers this week too. One of the mm. best defensive sides in the comp. I'm not getting it at all whatsoever. Mm. I just, I mean, he should be on the sell-out list, Nelly, not the sell-in list. No, no, no. Uh, if, 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 if there's a, a wait and this is the sell-out list and this is the sell-in list, he's leaning yeah. towards the sell-out list more yeah, than exactly. the... exactly. <laughs> yes, definitely. I, he's, I, I believe if you had a category for him, you'd put him in the hold category. You wouldn't yeah, put him in the buy category. Yeah. No, so. definitely not the buy one. The I, one. I own Suwali. He's got a negative break even. So people are probably thinking they want him for the run home. I would not. I was never planning to sell Suwali. He was a hold for mm-hmm. me for the rest of the season. Yeah. Having said that, that was with Manu at centre because yeah. Manu and Suwali have built up a really, very lovely combination um, mm-hmm. on that edge together. Having said that, now that he's been moved to five eight, you know how does that pan out? You know, like that could play out differently. But I'll, the, tell, I'll tell you how it's going to pan Mom, out. Momrowski doesn't pass the ball, so Suwali's right. not going to get any, he's, going to be, he's up to Creek. Yeah. <laughs> well, he comes in and does a lot of work, but I agree with you. Um, I don't know if Manu shifts left when he's playing at 5'8", though. We'll see how it pans out. Yeah. I think Manu just runs back and forth. He doesn't run towards the try line. He runs from sideline to sideline. That's what he does. So. Um, all right, guys. That's, that's top 10 for the trade-ins this week. Let's look at the trade-outs. So we'll start with number one here. Um, I'll go to you, Glenn. Ruben Cotter, number one on the trade-out list. Uh, would you be trading him out? <laughs> well, it depends on what they're trading to. I mean, I imagine these people that are buying Cook or Grant are probably trading Cotter. They've probably got him at nine and they're going uh, Cotter to Cook or Cotter to Grant. If that's what they're doing, I don't hate it. Mm. I mean, I really like Cotter and I mean... You know, I don't know how long is he out for. Did you? you know? Well, the the news today out of Melbourne was that I was right out of our Cowboys. Is is they're looking to get him back for round nineteen. Right. So they've he hasn't played the last three games. So if you've held this long, it's a potential hold for me. But like I said, if you're getting Grant or you're getting um, Cook, uh, maybe not even Cook. If you're getting Grant, I can see that. Yeah. Cook to me is he's definitely number two hooker, but I don't know if he's worth going from Cotter. I think Cotter could be a better second hooker um, in, in the, for the run home. The numbers between Cook and Grant ain't, ain't a lot of difference. I mean, Cook's been averaging 74.3 and Grant 81.8, which is still six points around. But mm. I mean, I, I really, I, I still believe that Cook has a higher ceiling. I think though that Grant now where near the line, he's, he's a little bit more dangerous. But yeah. I mean, Cook doesn't have someone hanging around like Brandon Smith and I still worry that they're not always going to be 80 games in big games that they're winning for Grant. Mm. Yeah, no, true. And I think um, 
as well. So you said before, Cook has the highest ceiling. Uh, Grant has the more consistent high scores. Yeah, and um, so that's where I, it's like you, you feel safer with him, I guess. And yeah. um, but you know, I, I, that's the dream, right? Is to get Cook and Grant. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I love Cotter, but see, I'd, I'd have I'd gladly have Cotter in my second row for the run home as yeah. well. I mean, he's just a solid player, but I sold him when he got injured, knowing he'd be gone for three or four games. So um, yeah, I just. Trading him out now, like you've waited three weeks. I'd probably still lean to sell. Um, it, it's hard to have that much money on the bench there as well. So, all right, we'll go to you, Ross. I think Targo, uh, number two traded out uh, this week. I can see why people are doing it, but I don't really agree with it. Um, I, I've got him in my team and I'm going to keep him. Um, I think I'm going to keep him for the rest of the year. So, uh, I think there's more important problems. If, if your problem, if your biggest problem is Targo on your team, like, then you're doing it way better than I am, and it's not hard to do. But yeah, Ross. Yeah, it's just it's a weird one. I mean, I, I've I've I'm I'm leaning towards selling him, but the more I look at his numbers, I mean, he's not punching out that bad. Yeah, he's not been great the last few weeks. He hasn't punched out any decent scores, but he's still averaging just under sixty. So mm. he's not. It's he's got a base of about forty, which is pretty high for a seat center wing. Um, and his dual position too. Um. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a hard one. I mean, you know, against in that back line for the Panthers, we know what they can do. Um, yeah, I'm still I'm in an arm whether to sell him or to keep him. I really don't know what I'm going to do. I can get why people are doing it, but it depends on who they're trading him to. You know, if you're trading him up to a Maddo or you're trading him up to, you know, another gun, then I can get it. But um you know, it depends on who, who they're going to. So I'll tell you right now, number two most popular trade. Don't is tell me it's Targo to Grant Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> yeah. So no, I totally agree. I one one of the reasons why I would sell Targo is because we all know there's a lot of guns in the center wing this year. There's a ton of guns, and like there's people like I got Campbell Graham, I got May who I want to keep for the rest of the year. Then I've got Sevo who I love that upside. It's a good pod to have as well. Um, and I can't remember who else, I got, but I got another gun as well. Uh, I need to get someone like a Toto in or a Garrick in my team, and the, he's the logical sacrifice to get one of those guys in rather than to get rid of May or rather get rid of Campbell Graham. I think um, he's the logical sacrifice, but I love the safety of having him there. Mm. So. Well, that's the other thing too, is that I was sitting there looking at it today because I still haven't finalized my trades. I've got no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Maybe I'll just wait until after Origin and go Targo to, to um, Total after mm-hmm. Origin. You know, but then again, I'm just like, that's a lot of cash still too. And then I've still got to get Grant and Pappenhausen back. So I just... And the the problem there as well is that Sivo's break-even... Oh, sorry, Sivo. Sorry, Toto's break-even is quite low. Yeah, well, he's just come off two massive weeks. I think he's got yeah. a break even in the single digits or something yeah, this week. Yeah, so, so he's going to go up probably potentially another eighty k this week, which will then put him up close to seven hundred k. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a hard one. Definitely a tough one, and I, I that's why I can see why people are doing it. Um, I don't agree with it, but that's just my team personally at the moment. So, but yeah, um, I don't like the tar- I don't like the target Anderson one though. Don't want that like. But you see that 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 frees up so much cash, and people are trying. I guarantee you, that's a two trader. People are doing that to Anderson, and then going someone to to Pappenhausen. Yeah, I feel like whoever's doing that trade is getting Pappenhausen in that week, mm-hmm. or Harry Grant or someone for another cheaper. Yeah. So, all right, Glenn, I'm glad you mate. Um, this one seems like a 
it's definitely a trade that needs to be done this week or next. Uh, Tula Tower Cooler. Yeah. Uh, it needs to go eventually. Um, I'm happy to wait a week. But Yeah, I'm waiting a week. I'm swapping Koala to Pappenhausen next week. I just mm-hmm. wanted to touch back on Targo. Yeah. I went through all the numbers this week on the second rowers and the and the center wings, and it was interesting that out of the top 10 second rowers, they were center wings, mm. Targo being one of them, and the top 10 center wings, Targo was one of them as well. I, people got to keep in mind, one of the things to target when aiming for a ceiling player is a ceiling club, mm. and there's no club more ceiling than the Panthers. you know. And I can see it where I'd be happy to aim May, Targo, Kikau, and Toho, yeah. and, and not be uncomfortable playing all of them. Mm-hmm. But but we're in a position now, and getting back to the koala, is where we're looking through our sides and we're thinking, who can we sell? I mean, we've got a lot of players now, and we're in a position where we have to sell someone, and that may have to be Targo, mm-hmm. you know, if you're building for Seventeen or to get to Tahoe or Papenhausen. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say on Kula is, um, if I know you shouldn't be, but if you're forced to have to play him this week, he's a sell for sure. No, you, sh- you shouldn't. You shouldn't be forced to play him. I got him on the bench, not playing it against <laughs> Melbourne. But if you have no other choice but to play him, and you got not enough, you got say you got a task, or you got to have a layer in there, and you got you're forced to play him, then you have to sell him this week um, because yeah, he's gonna probably get you about a twenty. You got a bit of base there, about probably twenty points against Melbourne, and he it's still a beat his break even, but it's not one score that you want to have when you're seventeen. So. All right, we'll move on to you, Josh. Uh, I said Josh, I just read someone else's name. Move on to you, Ross. Uh, Nat Butcher, uh, definitely a sell for me. Your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, he's a sell. I actually, um, I actually traded him out last week um, to Barnett, which worked out to be okay for mm. me. But um, especially now that Radley's back and he's going to be on the bench, I've got no idea what sort of minutes he's going to play coming off the bench either. He might only get like 30 minutes or mm. something along those lines. So um, he's done a pretty good job last few weeks, but he's definitely got to go. I think he's got a pretty high break, even about 90 or something as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, he's definitely got to go. He's going to start leaking a lot of cash. Yeah, we got 12 points last week, and he lost 35K last week. Mm. So, he definitely sold at the right time. So, I think you would have gained about 70K out of him, at least in value. And he's yeah. um, dropped 35 last week. So, you've gained that 35K yourself, which is great. So um, number five, I'll go to you, Glenn. This one is a bit of conjecture. Um, it's definitely going to split the room, probably. Uh, Payne Haas. I know last week we had, last time we spoke, it was a bit of conjecture, but there's more news obviously out of this situation. Would you be trading him out? Well, it's interesting because now he's got an ankle injury. It makes yeah. it a little different. Having yeah. said that, I mean, he, what I look for in a forward is minutes. He played 65 minutes last game, which is mm. what I. I mean, no, no, yeah. that's good minutes for a forward. Um, and and Hass has got it. I, I I've got this feeling that Hass isn't wanting to play to his full potential. I'm not sure he's happy to be where he is. Um, oh, pretty sure you. Yeah. It's very publicised that he doesn't want to be there at the moment. So just to speed the process up, I mean, rather than going through all of the outs, I look at them all, and they're all pretty, um, you know, ones that don't need discussing. If you think about it, Ilias, Perbo, um, I think Aiken and Munster maybe. We can discuss, mm. but yeah. just what do you think? Yeah, well, um, I really wanted to just talk about Payne Haas because um, I was on the other side. I was on the trade wagon on him last week. And do we know how long Payne Haas is meant to be out for? Like He's, he's going to play. I know, but it's unlikely that he will play. He's got his, if he's just in his most injury, he might get rested. But It's not. So yeah. they reported on the NRL 360 tonight it was a yep. cork injury. 
Uh, yep. He was hit in his sting and they showed him at training. He was in no moon boot and he was actually training with the squad. So okay. Hass appears to be all right. Uh, yeah. Whether or not he plays, I don't know. I, I think that if you're going to Tarpany, I don't mind it. I still don't like, I still think it's sideways going to Lolo. I think mm-hmm. Lolo's averaging the same, if not less. And, and his minutes are more um, jumpy for me. I yeah. find Lolo's minutes very jumpy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, look, I, I personally wouldn't be, I personally owned house now. I wouldn't be, but that's yeah. me. I, that's my opinion. And it depends who you've got in the front row with him. I just yeah. think you need those trades to buy ceiling players. And, and that's what I was going to say. Because last week I was on the cell train and I'm looking right now. If you've got, like, now that we have the emergence of the extra minutes from Ming, uh, we've got IPAP in there. Like, do you need if you don't need to play Haas if you think he's not going to do it? He'll come if he's got a slight niggle, he might come back towards the end of the year and you can just sit in there. He's not overly, he's like 500,000. It's not, it's not like you're holding, uh, you're not holding a $900,000 player on the bench for four weeks or whatever. And he might be a very handy player to have on that run home in your head to head finals and stuff. So I don't think it's a massive sacrifice to hold him on your bench, especially, um, if you've got that Ming play or you've got the IPAP or even a clamor or someone like that. I reckon he's a hold, and I'm totally against his trade now. I've definitely done the, the backflip from last time I was on this podcast. So, all righty. Um, I think you're right. Ilias, trade out. Burbo, trade out. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about uh, you and Aiken in the centers, Ross. Uh, what are you thinking here? Would you be trading him out? Yeah, he's got to go. He's no good there. He's not going to get the base he's going to get when he plays, you know, 80 minutes in the back row. Um, especially in a Warriors team that's struggling to score points at the moment too. So, um, yeah, for me, he's got to go. He probably should have gone a while ago. I mean, really, for most teams. But I know there's still a fair few people that own him, but for me now, he's definitely a sell. Well, I actually do own him. Um, and my intention was to go him to Barnett this week. However, I know the centers less base, more scoring opportunity for points, and he's playing the Tigers this week at home for the first time. I'm tempted to go arrow to Barnett first and see how he goes in that center position against the Tigers. And if he doesn't do, even if he does okay, he's it's a Tiger, so it could be like you know what I mean you could get a hundred, get a two tries and get a hundred points. But one one thing I will say on that, we, I, I want to address that. Uh, that's not actually a terrible play, and mm. I'll tell you why. Aiken actually, of all players, drifts in. You'll you'll see there's some second rowers that'll drift into the center and defend in the middle. Aiken, when he plays at center, drifts in even to mm-hmm. second row, even to the center. So he'll he won't make the tackles he makes at second row, but he'll still make a good quality amount of tackles. And I do believe he has the ceiling. Uh, with the players, they've got quite a, a good pack, the Warriors, and mm-hmm. they are slowly building. And also they're playing in New Zealand in front of the home crowd. So I think that that passion um, could have the Warriors up for this game. So I don't hate that at all. I would mm-hmm. do that. I would go arrow to Barnett. Yeah, so uh, right now, right now, I've got, my trade is I've gone um, Aiken to Barnett, but I'm <laughs> been thinking about it for the last couple of hours whether I should just hold even just one week. You know what I mean? Like one week, it'll try have a look at it because I'm not going to miss an arrow this week. Like the only reason I chose Aiken was because he got moved to centers, and then also because his break even was about 88. But I think he, there's potential he gets that this week. Yeah, it's, he's done his job. Yeah, and, and it's, I'm glad you mentioned that before about how he drifts in because I've noticed when I'm watching the the defensive line of the Warriors. And I'm like, oh, he's, surely Aiken will tackle him. And I was like, oh, Aiken isn't there. And Aiken's literally in the middle of the field tackling with the front rowers. He, yeah. he moves in all the time. And it's really good to watch as an owner when he's defending. 
But um, yeah, I think he'll do the same thing. I think he'll move into the second row spot to defend. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that work out just for one week anyway. So, all right. And I won't talk. I will talk about uh, Munster, of course. We'll go to you, Glenn. Uh, Munster. This is a uh, difficult one. I mean, this yeah. is a player that's got nearly 700k that you're going to have to sit on the bench. If he's missing this round, he'll miss next round because it's a buy round. He likely misses round 18. And if he has got a problem with that shoulder, you know, I, it's hard for me. I've got Brown and Munster, and I'm mm. tempted to hold Munster and uh, just play Brown. And I've got a good enough – I can play Ming uh, or yeah. one of – I've got a few I can choose from, actually, um, mm. as that fourth reserve. But the other look, thing I looked at was going Munster to uh, Moses for a short-term play because I really like the draw – and um, Moses is averaging actually a lot better than I thought. I, re- I had a look at, through his numbers today. I think it was um, – I won't go through it. I had, I had all the numbers for the halves. Halves, here we go. Moses averaging 74 and Hughes 72.4. So the numbers suggested to me that I get Hughes at 2.4 better per game. But when I looked at the draw for Moses' goal kicking, I really liked it. And um, so – but. Geez, I don't know if I want to let go of Munster. He's averaging 80.8, so it's they're good numbers, aren't they? Yeah, like, I think there's been one game for Moses where he's got a, had a shocker. Yeah. But usually there's several Yeah. every year. I, I think he's, he's like, besides the eight he got in round eight, um, I think um, his floor has risen since last year yeah. as well. So there's a bit more safety there than in previous years. Yeah. So I don't have Moses and I really can't get Moses in, but I don't mind that play. I think it's a nice little sneaky pod play. Yeah. So. All righty. No, I think uh, one of the, yeah, one of the biggest <laughs> trades would be Munster to Brown. Um, and that's what I'm looking at doing next week. So uh, we'll go to you. Last one, um, Ross uh, Talakai, number 10 traded out. Uh, do you think he retains that origin spot or do you think he's the first one to drop out when all these players come back? Well, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because if they're going to put Jack Whiten on the bench for Origin, I don't see them having both Jack Whiten and Damian Cook on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's I don't I don't know what's. No. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with the makeup of the team. Like, uh, Talakai didn't really have much impact in the game because he only got, like, 15 minutes or whatever they played him for. So I'm not really too sure, to be honest with you, but I'm hoping Talakai is going to play plays round 17. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I'd be trading him out. I'll definitely wait and see if he's going to play first. If he's not playing, then, yeah, maybe he's a trade-out. So, mm. um, But I wouldn't be trading him out at the moment. Wait and see. I'll wait until next week, at least. Anyway. Yeah, he's an easy trade up to a, a round seventeen gun if yeah. he does get named for Origin next week. Um, so well, I was my plan was to bring him in, and I was going to bring him in before last week, and then when he got named, I was like, crap, like I didn't do that. So yeah, um, got Katara instead. So all right, guys, that's it for the trade ins and trade outs. So uh, this week's hot topic, we're going to talk about the strategies for the run home. So. Um, one thing that I'm going to personally do coming over this weekend is actually put together my dream team. And I know Glenn is very good at this. He puts together his dream team quite early on in the season. And a lot of, a lot of coaches do this as well. They put together at, at the start of the season. They have their own pick. But now is a really good time to review that because things do change. Um, and I'm going to be reviewing my dream team this week. And then I'm going to see how many players I need to get versus how many trades I have left and obviously how much money they are. So... um. 
Um, any other strategies, Glenn, that you put through when you think of your dream team? Yeah, so what if you noticed, I did a lot of writing this week and I posted mm-hmm. some of it in our chat and I'll post the rest tomorrow. So what I did first was I went through with my son, Tyrone, and I wrote out all the draws for the top 10 sides. And then I went through and I realistically looked at what games could be won in those games and how easy they were. And I went through with colours like green, purple, depending on the e- easiness of that, and followed some of them draws. So like you said, I do write out a side and how I want it to look at the end of each season. And um, I, I went with the Cook, Grant, uh, Tedesco, Pappenhausen, Munster, Brown, Cleary, Hines. They're the main key positions that I wanted to, to nail. But I'm actually looking now at running possibly without Munster. I'll have the rest of that. I can do the rest of that. But I, I can't get Munster back. Uh, all I can, but I'd, I'd be down to like four trades or something. I want to try and save some trades. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I would suggest to people that you really look at the draws, break them down into lots of six. And, um, you know, between now and 18, have a look at what players might be rested. Have a look at the depths of your benches. But um, most of all, make sure you make allowances for the big ones. If you don't have Cleary, Tedesco, Pappenhausen, they're the three that you really want to make sure you've got. And then um, probably either a Brown or a, a Munster and a Grant and a Cook. If you at least got to have one of those, I would imagine both. Um, yeah, they're the positions. And then in second row and centre wings where you can play around a little bit more, Again, I'd be looking at the – I always look at the ceiling clubs, Melbourne, Penrith, the clubs that have the big, the bigger run home mm-hmm. uh, and the bigger potential to go bigger, I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Ross, is there any uh, things that you do, mate, when you're trying to put together your final team? I think it's just like you guys, is just sitting down and working out who I want to bring in for the run home that I don't have now. You know, look at how many trades I've got, look at the cash potential that I'm going to have to bring these players in and – obviously look at who I'm going to look potentially trade out to bring these players in as well. I mean, I don't think we're going to be able to get everyone that we've just mentioned, but we're probably going to want to get the majority of them. And I think it's going to be hard to, to get, find that much cash to get these, all these guys back in. So um, I think it's just looking at the draws, seeing who's, who's got the better draw, making priorities on that, I think as well, because you're not going to be able to get everyone. So um yeah, that's that's what I'll be looking looking at doing. So, um, yeah, for me, I'll probably make two trades this week. I'm going to save my last boost for next week, so I can make four trades next week. Um, it's probably what I'm going to be looking at doing. So, yeah. Mm. Well, what what, uh, what I do because um, obviously um, the dream team is very subjective to what you. It's a very personal thing or what you want to do. So, I, what I do with my dream team is I look at um. <laughs> I have a specific head-to-head that I really want to win and I really want to do really good at. So I'm going to look into my head-to-head, who am I versing in those head-to-heads? Um, and also to see how do I combat that with a specific player as well. Plus, you got to look at, I've mentioned it a few times, round 21 to round 24 is the head-to-head finals. Um, if you're thinking that you could make those finals quite comfortably, you say you're sitting around second or you're third or whatever, you're sitting pretty comfortable in the top eight or top six, whatever you've got in the finals, then you stack your side for those that round 21 to make it to the next level. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing I look at. Look at the draw. You look at the Sharks and the Manly team have very solid draws in the in those uh, four rounds. Um, and then you've got that, like Glenn mentioned before, the ceiling clubs. You've got those, the Panthers and the Storm. And um, I'm even thinking, I reckon the Rabbit, uh, sorry, the Parramatta Eels are going to come home with a bit of a um, strong run as well. I think they're going to be a team that might even squeeze top four this year. Um, so that's why... You, 
I reckon they will, mate. I reckon I reckon there's gonna be a few teams that are doing really good at the moment that are in top four that might drop off at the end of the season. Oh, um, I don't think they can't. I actually wrote out, I told you I wrote so Riff Storm Cowboys top three. Then I've actually got the Broncos, Sharks, and Eels fighting for four, five, and six. So yeah. any one of those three sides can make yeah. four, five, or six. That includes the Eels. And yeah. then I have Roosters and Raiders fighting for uh, Roosters, Manly Raiders fighting out for position seventh and eight. Southland's Dragons drop out. Can I just say something that you mentioned that I thought should elaborate on is the difference between head-to-head and overall strategies going home. So an overall player will get to round nineteen or 20 and we won't be so unhappy if we've only got four or five trades left because mm-hmm. we'll have built the nucleus of our side anyway now if i'm a head-to-head player that changes for me i am wanting to have a, a good amount of trades, so preferably eight um between uh 21 22 23 and 24 is that the finals 21 22 23 yeah correct yeah, yeah so, so you, yeah, around 24 is the second last round of the season but the last round of the head-to-head season yeah. and if you're really doing well you would have even saved the boost or two and that mm-hmm. boost could be the difference between winning a final uh, or not. So if you, you, you've got a boost left and you don't need to use it and you're playing head-to-head finals, especially for money, hold mm-hmm. that boost because that boost could be the difference between you winning or losing your head-to-head. Yeah, 100%. Because like you look, for example, round 24 right now, you've got some um, pretty tough matchups, but then you've got someone like a we got Panthers are playing the Warriors, for example. That's, just, that's where you probably do a captain clear or something there. But then you've got some really juicy... Open field. There's what Tigers versus the um the the Dragons in the last round, and this is a game. This is actually one one thing I will say is when I look at my dream team, I also have this watch list where I'm watching a guy real closely that no one owns and no one's really looking at right now. And I'll, I'll tell you who I think it is, and that's uh, Dewey. Um, I'm yeah. like I'm waiting to see what happens with Dewey, and I'm really liking the idea of him being a sneaky pot in my head-to-head finals at the end of the year, depending on how he's played. Um, priced at the moment. Yeah. I think he's 670, isn't he? Or... Yeah, six, really high 600 at the moment, yeah. yeah. So, but the way he's being used at the moment from the bench, it, he could be the perfect pod because yeah. he will come down a fair whack and um, and he's available at centre wing, which yep. <laughs> I, I I'm like. Only, I'm only presuming that he hasn't got his match fit. They still want to get his match fitness up because I don't understand why he's not playing centres over James Roberts. You know, I think that would be it. I think that's like, well, he did an ACL, didn't he? So that's one thing that a lot of teams do. They'll rush players back in and then they do it again, like AKA Tohu Tohu Harris last year. Um, It's probably a very smart choice. This guy is crucial to the Tigers' um, attack, especially. Um, So I reckon, yeah, they're just going to ease him in and he's definitely a, a commodity for your team. So I think they need to be as careful as possible. And I'm hoping they do that too because he'll come down nicely priced for me and I can jag him up. Hopefully before the finals. So. Can I just say, I'll add on the page tomorrow, I've written down the draw for the top 10 clubs. I'll put mm-hmm. that on our page. I've also written out my top eight buys in every position. Um, that's for round 17 and non-round 17 players. I've written their averages and their price. So that way you can really have a look. When I put the draws up for the round, have a look at the last, if you're playing head-to-head, have a look at the last four games um, and have a look which ones have got the the better run home. And believe mm-hmm. it or not, even though Dragons won't make it, Dragons actually have a last three games that is really nice. Yeah. So a Lomax or someone like that could be nice. And I think the other one was the Cowboys had uh, two easy games in the end as well. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but have a good look at it. And if you're playing head-to-head, use your brains, go through and look at the, what those matchups are going to be. Even go on your po- uh, app and look at the last rounds 
and write yeah. down those matchups and think, right, these are the players I want to get in for that round because they're the players that others like myself won't be able to because mm-hmm. we're overall players who burn our trades. Yeah, correct. All right, guys. Uh, good chat there. Let's um talk about our trade-ins and trade-outs for the week. Uh, I'll start with you, Ross. Yeah, I know you said you didn't have an idea what you're doing this week, but um, I'm hoping you've had about, what, 15 minutes since then. So have you thought about your trades yet? Uh, I kind of have. I'm just a bit undecided still. I want to get rid of Ilias this week. So I'm probably thinking Ilias to Hughes or to um, Dylan Brown and then potentially nothing out cooler. Um, just so I've got the cash to go from Ilias to one of those guys there um, mm-hmm. and then banks me a bit of cash as well to look at bringing Grant or Pappenhausen in just after Origin as well. So that's what I'm looking at at the moment, but we'll see what happens. Still mm-hmm. tossing up whether to, what to do with Targo as well, whether I keep him or sell him too. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, fair call. Uh, Glenn, your trades, mate, if any. Yeah, so my trade, if I make him, I haven't decided I will, will either be uh, Munster to Moses, because uh, I have Cleary and Brown already. And then the other one is that I'm looking at is either going Kikau or Targo, to Lane. It was originally to Maddo, and that leaves me 300k to get Pappenhausen. But the other one that I thought about doing was Koala to Toho uh, mm-hmm. or Stags. There's a few center wings playing that round. And the other one I looked at was Katoa versus the Dogs this week. I thought it could be a little sneaky buy as well. Mm. Yeah, I got Katoa in my team. He's been, I picked him over Mulatalo because I couldn't afford Mulatalo, and he's been doing pretty good quietly. So <laughs> I'll take that. And he's made yeah. money. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, Mulatalo has made a bit of money too, but it wasn't at the same speed because he was a bit higher price. So yeah, hundred k more. Yeah. Um, so my trades, guys. I'm going uh, Valia, one of my little nuffs that I've had, out to um, Grant Anderson. Um, that that'll all depend on whether he's named. Obviously, um, being the Thursday night game, I should be able to make that, make that decision anyway. Because my other trade doesn't really matter whether <laughs> I. Um, make that first trade so i'm only banking that money so i can have enough money to get Pappenhausen in when i need to um and then my other trade was now going to be arrow out for i'm still torn up i'm leaning towards barnett but i'm also thinking garner as well um yeah. i'm liking garner as an option as well i went barnett just because i don't know i think a bit of more pedigree there i guess i've seen we've seen garner in the past he's been pretty average i know he's been doing a lot better this year um, but I think the, the pedigree there, what do we think about Barnett's job security in that position? Do we think Fitzy comes in and fills his spot? I own yeah. Barnett. Ross bought Barnett as well with me last week. And when he went off with that HII, I got very nervous. But I mean, in the time he was on, he still managed to get 65. Mm. Uh, Adam O'Brien's a very um, annoying coach. And But look, while he's at second row, he's an own. I, I like him. He could even kick. I mean, it's Tex Hoy's coming in, so he'll probably kick, but there is mm. a slight chance that even any goal kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'm leaning towards Barnett. A bit more risk there, but I need to have that probably higher risk, high reward um, option there. Yeah, it is, it is a bit risky, isn't it? I mean, what we're going to do, I mean, considering he's also leaving the club next year too, whether mm-hmm. they, you know, whether they persist with him playing 80 minutes on the edge, I don't know, but um, I guess that's a risk of take. We're, we're going to take. So um, we'll see what happens. If O'Brien's smart and he wants to start winning some games, I think he needs to leave needs to leave Barnett on the edge and play 80 and keep Fitzgibbon where he belongs in New South Wales Cup or wherever he is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the thing as well. When they have those players leaving, they do one of two things. They either shun them to reserve grade and not really care about them or they play them until they can't play them no more. They play because they don't need to worry about their maintaining their fitness for the next year. So 
I'm hoping it's the latter. Um, but yeah, well, and I think uh, he's he's definitely a bloody workhorse. I can see the team's better when he's there, especially yeah. in the second row there. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I think I'll do that. So Broncos have a nice little run coming up of four games in a row. The Tigers actually have a couple of nice little matchups as well. So I don't mm. dislike Garner at all. Uh, um, and there was another one I was going to say. Oh, and mm-hmm. Eels. Eels have a pretty little run as well, uh, mm-hmm. especially round 17 and 18, uh, Warriors and the Tigers. So. Mm. Yeah, well, when I did my when I did my trade out to Anderson, um, I looked at the players that I could afford, and I was I think seven k short of getting Lane. Um, but then I went to scroll down a bit further and grab Barnett. So I think it's pretty pretty happy there with that. Yeah. All righty, guys. Uh, let's talk about captains and vice captains. I'll start with you, Glenn. Uh, it's pretty generic. I'm VC and Cleary, and I'm going to go Hines first to Dogs as my C. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if I had got Pappenhausen or Munster had have played, I might have looked at one of those as my BC. But now Munster's out, I think I'll go back to the Cleary one. Yeah, awesome. All right, Ross, your thoughts, mate? Well, I was going to put the VC on Munster, but now that he's ruled out, I won't be doing that. And given that Cleary plays like the third game of the round, I'll probably just go to C straight on to Cleary, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I was going. I'm looking very vanilla. I'm. They're saying I was doing the same thing as Glenn. Um, but I'm thinking I need to do something a bit different. So I'm gonna have to go back to the drawing board there. I was thinking about um, even going the VC on Hines and putting it into iPad maybe. Uh, but I'm just. I think if I'm gonna go a, a pod move, it has to be more ceiling. In saying that, I think um, iPad has a pretty decent ceiling when he's playing on that edge as well. Can so. I just warn you on iPad? Um... I, yeah. I really like iPad playing second row at 80 minutes and I would 100% put the captain on him. But I yeah. went through the side this morning and had a bit of a look. With Ryan Madison dropping out of the side, I have a feeling that Nia Kura will move into second row and that iPad will move to 13. Mm, um, so yeah. just be cautious on that, Dan. I, I Look, I might be wrong and if I am, I'm sorry. But I just, now that Maddo's out, I just, I look at that side and think who's going to play 13 and I can only think it's iPad. He hasn't, mm. he hasn't officially been ruled out yet, has he? No. I'm, no. I'm no sure Matter hasn't, Matter hasn't been officially ruled out yet. No. no. no it was just uh, from the physio that said yeah. expect him to be a late yeah. withdrawal. So yeah, that's yeah. just the and, and he's usually pretty spot on, but he didn't he didn't promise anything either. He just said yeah. expect it to happen. Yeah. So but yeah, um yeah, I'm really liking um sharks this week as well. I was even thinking about throwing something like even instead of going Hines, going Katoa as a sneaky pod VC. Because yeah. um, you saw last week, didn't you? Like, he could have got 150 if Ramey had a pass. Yeah. yeah. He, he'd missed three tries. And those three tries would have been line break assists as well. And he got 72. You're like, I'm thinking about maybe three, against the dogs on that side. Um, yeah, it might be an option. So, I don't yeah, know. So he'll be running to oh, Josh at a car side. And so, we'll go... Weeks ago, we would have sat at this, looked at this game, and gone, "Oh, for sure, we'll Captain Hines." But Bulldogs have been playing pretty well the last couple. Yeah, of weeks. they have. I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to be an easy game for the Sharks, to be honest with you. But even in hard games, um, Hines still seems to click up. Yeah, he gets, and, he, and he gets plenty of unicorn points too. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, look, I, I like Hines. I like um, uh, Cleary, and I also like Papin, uh, Paps. Uh, sorry, um, IPAP. I just mm-hmm. if he plays second row, mate, I think it's a it's a a really good pod captain this round. I just so, 
The other option I was thinking was, I mean, it takes Cleary out for me, though, is uh, Jerome Hughes, if Munster's out. I, I think Jerome Hughes could be a sneaky option as a VC playing the game one, but it takes Cleary out of contention for VC, sorry, for captain. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there's plenty of other options out there, like Hines, you've got Hines, you've got uh, iPad as well. Um, and like I said, you've got plenty of other options there I could definitely use. I so. love mainly storm games. I know, I know that they're playing Melbourne, oh, yeah. but I don't. I know that they're playing Melbourne, but I don't mind um, Garrick as a BC option either in that game because mm. he's been scoring pretty well too. So yeah. it's not a bad option if you've got him. I'd probably put the VC on him just because there's not too many other options. If and and, and as Manu, even if Manu's going to be playing five eight this week, if he plays anything like he played for um, New Zealand, you know, in that position, I mean, like he could run some good numbers in as well. Mm. Yeah. All righty, guys. Uh, let's move into some bold predictions. I'll start with you, Ross. What are your thoughts on bold predictions, mate? Haven't even thought about it yet. <laughs> Drum, mate, back to me. I, I yeah, knew it was yeah. coming. And I, I knew it was yeah, coming, yeah. and I still didn't even think about it, mate. So <laughs> go to go to Glenn first, all right? Go to Glenn first. I'll, I'll <laughs> re- hang on a minute. Yeah, so I, I'm going to say that I think that the Seagulls can keep the Storm a lot closer than people think. So I'm, um, as far as football goes, I'm going to tip on the at the line, Seagulls to win. And I'm going to tip um, Nathan Cleary 90-plus score. And I'm going to tip Mulatalo to turn up. Mm-hmm. And, in the, and there's one other one too. I was going to say in the um, Josh Carr and the cross. There's the Tigers because mm-hmm. we suck. Yeah, <laughs> as if it's true, though. No, it's sad. I've been a Tiger supporter my whole life. Before we end, too, also, Dan, I've got a question from a viewer. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Well, if, if Ross is still thinking, I'll come up with mine then. You do yours. So I'm going to go with uh, it's pretty bold. My own one are always bloody bold, though. So I'm going to go from the Tigers to Alangi to get a try and get 70 plus. It has to be bold, guys. You can't be just throwing out these willy-nilly stuff. So, <laughs> you gotta, so too long you're going to try and go 70-plus. Right. Luciano Leilua to come on from the bench and to play an absolute blinder for the Cowboys. To <laughs> single tiger. All right. I'll go... Um, what was I just going to say that I was going to do? I've forgotten now. That's bad. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go, I'm going to go Nofo to score a double against the Warriors. Yeah. And I'm going to go um, Tyrone... Ma- both May and Cleary both to turn up for the Panthers as well. I like the Nafu one. Like he's gonna that. come. He's gonna come in with a bit of confidence, isn't he? After that, uh, <laughs> yeah, the game four tries. Yeah, Burton and Luma, both. I had him in my multi on the weekend to score a triple two, and he got four. But oh, nice. Yeah, but it was no, it was no, it was no good because someone else let me down. I can't remember. Who send me that multi? <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So then you say you got a question from a viewer there, mate? Yeah. So one of them we've kind of answered. So Peter Waltman said, "Hey guys, I'm interested in getting Lane and Sebo thoughts." And um, so we'll we'll start with Lane. I'll answer first. I'm looking at Lane myself. Lane comes with risk, and I'll tell you some of them. The fact that they've got so many mouths to feed at the um, Eels uh, side means that there's there's a chance at any time he could go to the bench or play lock or move. But he has been playing 80 minutes for quite some time now on that left mm-hmm. edge. And if you own Dylan Brown, it's not a bad matchup to have the pair. If they connect, it's a nice little bonus. But his floor uh, is about 45. And mm-hmm. uh, so he needs attacking stats in there to really um, 
to, to do well for you. You know what I mean? He's not as good as some of the other second rowers in consistency. Uh, mm. And the Sevo one, this is from my perspective. I I don't like Sevo. I like the Eels. I like their draw. So I understand people getting on him for that, those games coming up. But he's so rocks and diamonds. He um, Look, Eels play left side dominant. And <coughs> usually Gutherson putting Sevo in would be a fairly common scene. But it doesn't just seem to be gelling. So I don't hate him based on draw. Mm. Well, I got I did the big balls part of bringing Sevo in in his um I think it was his first game I thought and I know and I knew what I was getting I I know what I had him like last year as well and he was getting me one fifties and he get me a fifteen the week after um so I know what I'm getting but what I'm 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 chucking everything at it to try to get as much points as I possibly can and that's what I'm going to do and that's so it all depends on what he's doing is if he's um head to head player I love it. Uh, overall player, be prepared to get a small score, just like you would with Coates or any of the other these uh, low ceiling players. Um, and on, on the lane, on, he he's always been a pretty solid hit up. Like was got, always been pretty good at that. He's and he scored a few tries in his day. His try assist game has just stepped up the last few weeks, hasn't it? He's been like getting that offload away and setting up tries. It's really surprised me. Yeah, and he has he has the body for it. There's long levers on him. He can just reach around anyone and anybody throw a pass and he's finally utilizing it. It's actually been good to watch. Well, not if you don't go for him, but um, he's been good to watch. So I like Lane right now. It's definitely a pod move. When he's on, he's on. Mm-hmm. Rocco, your thoughts on Lane and Sevo? Um, yeah, I, I don't mind Lane, actually. I like him as a pod. I think he's a good option. And he, as, as Dan just said, he's been setting up a few tries lately too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one that I was looking at. I've got him in my dream team, and I've got him in a couple of drafts. So I picked him up the other week, and he's been good for me there. But um, but with Sivo, um, rocks and diamonds, like you said, he hasn't got a good base. He's not. That's the only problem with him. He can get you a hundred, or he can get you ten. Um, but with the draw power he's got coming up, I don't mind it as a play. Yeah. But um, I, I think I'd rather have someone who's got a good base, but also has the ceiling as well, which I don't think he's got. So. Um, but he is cheap, so I don't mind it. But yeah, I'm not not for me probably. I don't think so. A good point uh, for matchups. Yeah, he's he's probably a good fifth center wing option. Um, and also, um, his break even is like sixty seven. So it's not like you can you can wait a week if you can see how he goes. Like who are they playing this week? They're playing the Rabbitohs. Yeah. 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 So it's not 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 the most ideal matchup, I guess. You know, you never know what South team's going to turn up. Mind but, you, though, is he up against Milne or is he up against Paulo, though? Because Paulo's right, ha- right hand pretty- side. Yeah. So right hand defense for the Rabbitohs. I can't so, think of which one that is. So well, that's um, Paulo. Left and Milne, so it'd be Campbell, Bay of and. No, no, they're on the left hand side. I'm talking about the right hand side defense. And Paulo. Yeah. So if it's Paulo, then. Yeah, yeah. Paulo's not the best defender either. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm kind of liking that matchup for me this week. I'm playing him. So. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I like Sevo, but you also got to understand you've got to be patient with him. So. Mm. Yeah, Souths haven't been very good this year at all. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, was, was, was there another question or did you was that already no, answered? that was the only one I, okay. if there was more out there I didn't look I'm sorry I've been very busy the last 48 <laughs> hours especially today <laughs> so oh, good. well that about wraps everything up guys um, thanks guys for joining us again been a good pod tonight so uh, we'll be back again next Wednesday and uh, hope it's Green Arrows this week see you guys good luck everyone I want to win I want that trophy Coming up!
Trophy. I want that trophy.